the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, uh, traditionally, I don't know when that tradition came up, how long it is, um, but uh, throughout the, probably throughout the world, throughout Christendom, um, Good Shepherd Sunday is the name of today, a number of weeks after Easter, and all the readings have to do with really an incredibly consistent theme from the Old to New Testament, God as shepherd. We know the famous Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Basically, uh, David, who is a shepherd to the people of Israel, that's what a king was called back then, is saying that God is his shepherd. And of course, Jesus comes and says, I am the good shepherd. I'm the shepherd that, J that David was talking about. I am the good shepherd. We think it's all cute and fuzzy, the shepherd language, a shepherd and, and sheep and, and like in the kids service, you know, or the kids uh, message there, how kids love the idea of a cuddly, a nice, warm. You see, have you ever seen these pictures, by the way, these paintings of Jesus as the shepherd and he's holding a little lamb and it's all cuddly, wuddly and nice, beautiful pastel colors. Uh, oftentimes we think of Jesus as that sort of uh, figure, right? Uh, but if you listen to this language, or if you think about the idea of being a shepherd, um, do you really want a shepherd? Do you really want Jesus to be your shepherd? Do you really like shepherds at all? Do you want a shepherd at all, if you think about it? Uh, this past couple of weeks here, ever since this pandemic, um, boy, there's something in us that really doesn't want a shepherd, as in we don't want someone to tell us what to do. Right? In Chicago, right, people are protesting uh, whether or not uh, we are being too harsh with our restrictions and uh, Mayor Lightfoot is being too draconian with these little rules and stopping things and telling us that we can't gather. Well, there's something in us that we just don't like that, right? We see protests throughout the nation. Um, and I don't care who you are, like there's something in us we don't like to be told what to do. And I'm not making any opinion on this, by the way, because uh, as good Christians, especially as a pastor, um, we do what's best for all people. And we are peaceful people. Um, but there's also nothing wrong with uh, having different opinions on this issue for the betterment of society. You guys talk about that amongst yourselves. But what I do know, though, is in general, we don't like it when people tell us what to do, especially Americans. And so Jesus comes up and he says, he's the good shepherd. He's the one that comes, they calls, and the sheep listen to his voice. He leads us. And again, our default thing is, oh, that's so cute and nice. But really, we don't like it. Look at Adam and Eve. They had everything they could want in green pastures. The Garden of Eden couldn't get more green. God provided for everything. He was indeed their shepherd. They were his flock. But man, they didn't like that. They wanted to be in charge. Really, ultimately, right? That's why Eve took the fruit. That's why Adam took the fruit, because they wanted to be like God. They wanted to be the shepherd. And here we are. Because when we follow what we want to do, we usually end up outside of the Garden of Eden. 
We end up in thorn bushes, we end up off cliffs, we end up in pits, don't we? Just like sheep that go astray. It's not just some exaggerated metaphor in scripture when uh, sheep go astray. This really happens. They wander off and get themselves in the most peculiar situations. They really do. Uh, especially and where you have lots of sheep uh, and sheep herding, uh, England and Ireland, um, they will get off on, you have a bunch of cliffs, you know, and stuff like that, Scotland, and they'll end up, you don't even know how they got where they got. Looking, following green grass, not thinking about what the shepherd is saying, not thinking about the flock, but wandering away, and next thing you know, they fall down some cliff because they saw some green grass, and there they are, stuck. That's humanity. That's us living without a shepherd, not wanting anybody else to tell us what to do, following our hearts, following our desires. We end up in those situations because we thought there was green grass over there. Usually is the case too, right? I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. We have a lot of shepherds in our life. A lot of people telling us what to do, and our nature is not to like it. You know what? That's okay. To some degree, we should be a little concerned about people that tell us what to do, whether we can really trust them, right? Why can we trust Jesus? Why does Jesus say, I'm the good shepherd? Why follow him? Why listen to his voice as he says? What is different about him than all these other people trying to run our lives, telling us right and wrong? Look what Jesus says here. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. We know them, don't we? People that want to lead us to their own desire, for their own success, for their own benefits. People that have told us things, telling us it was true, just selling us stuff like snake oil salesmen. People, individuals, even loved ones. We got a lot of thieves and robbers in our lives, don't we? That's why there's confusion right now, because we don't trust anybody, because we don't really trust ourselves. Jesus goes on, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I love this image of The shepherd knows personally each and every one of his sheep. He's not just some popular hero from afar, but he literally knows who you are and what you have done, the sins you've committed, the thoughts you've had. You don't need to hide it from him. You can't. He knows them already, yet calls your name. He's called you. And Jesus says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything that he has not already done himself and more. That's very important. He goes before them and the sheep follow him. Why? They know his voice. Jesus, the shepherd, speaks through his words. His words are what we call scriptures. That's how he calls you, feeds you, nourishes you. We talked about that last week. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they don't know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech was, uh, ironically, the writer says, this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. 
How do we know Jesus' voice versus other voices? How do we know the Good Shepherd's voice versus other voices? We know his words. When you're in the word of God, you learn to recognize how God talks and how God thinks. And thereby recognize when someone says something, whether it is the voice of the shepherd of the true God that loves us or not. And Jesus says to them, truly, truly, verse 7, if you're following along, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Why listen to this shepherd over all the other shepherds talking to us? Why can we trust his voice? Why can we allow him to be our shepherd? We could simply say, because he's God. He made us. He has the power to do that. If he tells us to follow him, we have to do it because it's true. But there's more to that, isn't it? We are stubborn sheep. Why listen to Jesus? Look at Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus says some very, I would say, egotistical things throughout the Bible. There's no way you can believe Jesus or be a follower of Jesus and a follower of other gods. Jesus is, does not allow any other gods or religions to stand in his way. He really doesn't. He doesn't accept any of them. So you just can't do that. In fact, Jesus would say, quite frankly, he says this, all who came before me are thieves and robbers. He's talking specifically about the Pharisees, the chief priests, who were supposed to be the leaders of God's people, and yet had failed them. But he's talking about all other philosophies and all other religions. He really is. He's saying this. Not me, not Lutheranism, not Christianity. Jesus says this. All others are thieves and robbers. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Why can we listen to Jesus versus all the other people trying to get our attention? Because he has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. You see, all other teachers and all other people that claim to be your shepherds cannot give you that, nor do they give you that. In fact, all the religions are not about being given life and given it to abundantly, freely from God's grace, but they all are about putting the burden on you. They talk about morality, and all the religions have the same morality. They really do, because it's nature. It's God's creation, right and wrong. You can find the same exact thing. But there's something very different about this shepherd and this Jesus, unlike any other that claims to be a spokesperson for God. This Jesus gives life, gives freedom. This shepherd takes upon the burden of our obedience and obeys himself. This shepherd became a sheep, became one of us, became humanity in one person and was lost on the cross for a moment and was found in the empty tomb. There is no other shepherd that does what this shepherd has done for his sheep. Why listen to this shepherd? Because he's not just talking. 
he's doing, and he's done it for you. Jesus goes on to say, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep and picks it up again. Find me a shepherd that does that. Find me another spokesperson for God that has done that. And that's why Jesus says, he has come that we may have life. Not just a path toward life. Not just a, a things that we can do to improve ourselves and eventually we'll have a very happy life. Jesus does not come. Christianity is not about putting on new burdens and new things that you can do so you can be better and so you can make the most out of life. Jesus, the good shepherd, takes the sheep and gives them life. His life in forgiveness for all of our sins and our wandering away and our disobedience and gives us eternal life. Says, I will raise you up on the last day. And we can believe it because he is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus is egotistical because he can be, because he is God, but also because he loves you that much that he doesn't want you falling for other false hoods, roads that go the wrong way or end up in a dead, in a dead end. Because he loves us and he wants us to have that incredibly free life of forgiveness and living a life of forgiveness, a life of knowing the shepherd has taken all our sins. He loves us and he's the only way for all people and wants all people in all of Chicago to know this, that the burden's been lifted, the guilt has been removed, that God loves them and is for them and has given us all a shepherd that has died and risen for us in Jesus. Those stories about those sheep that get astray, there's one famous one where a fellow goes out with his friend who's a shepherd, and, um, and uh, a sheep, like I said, got uh, kind of fell off this little cliff there and the, 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 uh, the edge of the land and fell down into an area probably because the sheep saw there was green grass down there and there's no way the sheep's going to get back up and it's a small little area and after that he would fall to his death and the sheep had eaten up all the grass there and uh, the friend asked the shepherd why don't you go down and save this sheep you know when are you going to do this and the shepherd said I really can't do this until the sheep is near starvation <laughs> Because if I go down there, it'll just kind of back away from me. It'll be too strong and it'll rebel and I'll fall off the cliff. So I literally, in these cases, have to wait till it's so tired and weak that I can easily grab it. That is the good shepherd. And sometimes that's what it takes for us to go our own way and fall down those pits or get in those situations where we end up being weak, helpless, and we finally realize there's really only one shepherd that loves us. And we have no ability to save ourselves. When everything else is stripped away from us, and this pandemic does that, doesn't it? It kind of strips all of our pompousness, the fact that the, the, our belief that we actually can save ourselves as a race, as humanity, and that we can actually solve the life's problems, that we can actually improve the world. It's robbed of us. And in that weakened state, then our Lord is far more obvious 
And now he picks us up. Maybe it's this pandemic, maybe it's our own sins. If you've been in a situation where you finally realize, I really screwed that up. I am absolutely terrible at making decisions. Then finally we see that shepherd that loves us and forgives us and does everything for us. That is our good shepherd. And now may that good shepherd work through St. James to find all those other sheep, all humanity, especially in the city of Chicago, and give them the life that we have, knowing our sins are forgiven, that we'll rise again. And we're going to do that not just through preaching the word and teaching, which is number one, that's how you call people and nourish them, but we're going to do that through caring for people. We're going to care for people in the city more and more as St. James. Whether they, whether they become a member or not, whether they're a Christian or not, we're called to love them as we've been loved by God. And that's this week what we're going to meditate on, how God uses our hands to be, to, to be the hands of the shepherd, to bring in his flock to take care of them, to feed them, to nourish them. Um, and may that be done today, this week, and for the coming years. Uh, may the city of Chicago know there is a shepherd, there's a God who loves them completely. In Jesus' name, amen.